Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I am your host, Natalie Kra. I am here today with our super special guest, Mr. James Swanwick. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. Thank you for being on Life on Earth. I'm excited to share your story and your mission with our community. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background uh, so that all of our listeners and you guys, our Life on Earth community, can get to know you, James, and as well. Then I want to get into what you've been doing this past weekend because I looked into it and looked really fun and really cool. But let's give everyone a background so we can kind of get into it. Yeah, well, I'm Australian-American. I grew up in Brisbane on the east coast of Australia, and I did what most Australians do in their early 20s, which is I moved over to London, England for two years where I got a job at Sky Sports, which is the British equivalent of Fox Sports. I was a, I was a journalist. I covered sporting events like the Rugby World Cup and golf and Wimbledon. And then I, I fell in love with a British woman, but she broke up with me and I was so upset and heartbroken that I wanted to leave England but I wasn't ready to return to Australia. So I got on a flight and I flew to Los Angeles, California on September 30th, 2002. I lived in the Hermosa Beach Hostel for three months, just south of LA airport, paying $15 a night and sleeping in a bunk bed. And um, I found out a way to live in the United States with a work visa. And, and I ended up interviewing movie stars as a journalist. So I interviewed Jack Nicholson and Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Angelina Jolie, and then sold those interviews around the world. I did that for many years and had a lot of fun doing it. 2008, I started a PR company, but the financial crisis hit around that time. And I lost that business very quickly. So I went to Buenos Aires, Argentina, to go and lick my wounds from my failed entrepreneurship career. And, and when I came back to Los Angeles six months later, I decided to quit drinking for at least 30 days just to see how it would feel. And I enjoyed the feeling of being alcohol-free so much that I just continued to stay alcohol-free. And I haven't drunk one drop of alcohol since 2010. And in that time, I've got my dream job hosting a television show, Sports Center on ESPN. I've created a business called the 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge and Project 90, which helps people quit drinking. And I also created a health company called Swanwick Sleep, which helps people sleep better. I produce these blue light blocking glasses that are affectionately known around the world as Swannies. And now I, I guess you could say I'm a healthpreneur in that I start companies around my core interests, which is health and uh, growth-minded activities. And, uh, you know, life has been feeling pretty good in, in recent years. Yeah, it sounds like you have a lot going on and all of those, you know, everything that you mentioned, we could spend like an hour on each because they're very interesting. They really enhance the planet. I'm very curious about all of that. I think it's amazing that you have this program that encourages people to have fun, alcohol-free. Tell us like uh, an example, for example, this past weekend, you, it was Venice, right? 
Yes, it was in Venice Beach. What was it? What happened? Uh, how does that work? And, and you know, one thing I want to put out there, too, is, and that's the one thing that was very interested, interested me when I was looking at, you know, all that you do, that this is not necessarily, I mean, it can be for somebody who has an alcohol problem, for sure, but it's not really necessarily for that. It's really just a proposition of enhancing people's life and still having fun and, and trying to live in a alcohol-free world. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you don't need to be an alcoholic in order yeah. to choose to go alcohol-free. I was never an alcoholic. I was just a drinker that society deemed was you know, acceptable. I would have a drink or two most nights of the week. On weekends, I might have a few more drinks, but it was never, I was never rock bottom. I was never an alcoholic. I was never needing alcohol. Mm-hmm. However, what I discovered was that you know, when I hit my mid-30s, I realized that my drinking habits of just a drink or two a night were slowing me down. I mean, I'd put on about 20 pounds over a year. My skin wasn't great. I wasn't sleeping effectively. I, I was lacking energy. I was just, you know, operating at about a six out of 10 in my health, my wealth, my love, and my happiness. And then when I chose to go alcohol-free, almost immediately I lost weight, my skin improved, I slept better, I had more clarity, more focus, I got my dream job hosting Sports Center on ESPN, my relationships improved, I became more growth-minded, and I just started feeling happier. And so I was like, I'll just keep on going. And Nine years later, just this past weekend, I had an event which is called the Alcohol-Free Wellness Weekend at the Hotel Irwin right on the beach there in Venice Beach to the left of the Venice sign. Some people flew in from Australia and Canada and others flew in from uh, New York and Kentucky and Colorado and other places around the country and they flew in and for two days we did all these fun activities that did not involve alcohol. We had speakers. We did a beach dance where we had a silent beach disco. We went on a morning hike up to Mescal Canyon at the base of the Malibu Mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did some meditation. We did some intimacy workshops. We had amazing health speakers. And we just had an immense amount of time all completely alcohol-free. So, you know, this is how I choose to live my life. And I've noticed that there's a movement now of people who are realizing that you can have fun and you can also reduce your stress and anxiety while being alcohol-free. Yeah, and that's really fantastic. One thing that I really love about it is like how clear a person can become. It's almost like removing a veil, you know. And me, I've never had, like you, I've the same kind of situation. And every year I have decided to do this thing in the beginning of year that, well, I it started with 21 days. I just said maybe, I don't know, five years ago, I said, I'm going to do 21 days, no alcohol, and see how I feel. And I love that. And I loved it so much in like all of the benefits that you already listed were happening to me. And I said, you know what, let me just do it then for 40 days because I don't want to quit this. And then the 40 days became 90 days. And then I did that, you know, it became a thing to the beginning of the year or I mean, any any time, you know, January, February, March to do it. And what I notice is that every time that I've done it, 
is that I it would be like a veil removing and I got so much more energy, I got more so much more effective with my time, much more clear with my relationships with the people in my life, uh lose weight, more, you know, more health benefits, just energetically feeling a lot like higher vibration. It's challenging because then we live in a society I feel that encourages the social drinking quite a lot like that is the norm you know i don't know who i was talking to the other day it's a friend of mine and and he drinks water everywhere he goes and he said that's the hardest thing for him is because people are like what why why do you just drink water like what's going on with that you know like if he has something wrong with him it's a cultural thing too i mean i am half french and so in france you know there's a whole culture with the wine it is very acceptable but yet i feel um sometimes it can really hold us back especially i often ask many of my friends have you ever done even if it's you know 10 days and i'm talking about people like in their 30s or 40s or 50s whatever and and the answer i get many times is no i don't remember i've never done that in my life <laughs> and you know what you you said you you're french you're half french yeah, yes yeah yeah there's this claim that actually originated from France that red wine has heart health benefits and it's actually false it's been deemed by many experts to be a complete and utter myth and sadly it's been a claim that's been pushed by the alcohol industry who've been misleading us by downplaying the dangers of alcohol there's actually no cardiovascular benefits to red wine at all and it originated out of France many decades ago The World Health Organization recently said that there is not one amount of alcohol that is good for you. Every drink that you consume increases your risk of cancer and various other health conditions such as liver disease. There is no safe level of alcohol consumption, and yet society has ingrained it into us that it's perfectly normal and that it's just something that you do to create community and to uh-huh. foster conversation and to create a bond. But what I've been arguing for many years is that you can create community and a connection and a bond without the alcohol. We just did it for two days in my event at the Hotel Irwin in in Venice Beach. Here we we spent two days dancing and connecting and talking and speaking and hiking and doing fun things, and not one drop of alcohol was consumed the whole time. So mm. it's completely. flawed to say that alcohol reduces your stress and anxiety it actually keeps you stressed and keeps you anxious mm-hmm. because it is a toxin and a poison that is keeping you in this perpetual cycle of mediocrity mm-hmm. and so i think if we can unlearn what we have learned and start to look at a healthy way of living alcohol free as a great way to live our life then our lives are going to be so much more happier Yeah, and it really affects your sleep as well, right? Well, it does. I'm a sleep expert. I mean, I, I have a sleep company called Swanwick Sleep. Oh, you do? Sleep. I'm completely passionate about sleep. I write mm. about that a lot. Yeah, well, uh, my sleep company Swanwick Sleep, we develop and produce various sleep products. Our main product is a pair of blue light blocking glasses that has an orange lens to it, which you wear at nighttime in the last hour before you want to go to sleep. And what the glasses do is it repels the blue light that is emitted from your cell phone, your TV screen, your computer screen. And at nighttime that blue light tricks your body and brain into thinking that it's daytime. So you don't produce as much melatonin and therefore you have trouble falling asleep or you don't sleep deeply or you wake up feeling tired even if you've had 7 or 8 hours sleep. So 
blocking as much blue light at night as possible will help you with your sleep. And also alcohol, uh, if you have alcohol within a few hours of going to sleep, that also disrupts your sleep quality. Now, people say, oh, but hang on a second, I have a glass of wine and it helps me relax and I'm able to fall asleep quicker. Well, it is true that you may indeed fall asleep quicker if you have a glass of wine or a beer or, or something like that. However, the quality of your sleep is going to be severely compromised because now your liver is working to break down that alcohol. Your metabolism is not functioning as well as it should because it's, it's breaking down the alcohol. And then you're waking up in either in the middle of the night or in the morning slightly more dehydrated because you had the alcohol, because alcohol dehydrates you. Not to mention the fact that the toxins from the alcohol stay in your system for seven to 10 days after you've had even just one seemingly innocent glass of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're wanting to sleep better, you really must either significantly reduce or quit entirely alcohol. And you also want to block as much blue light as possible by wearing a pair of blue light blocking glasses. Thank you so much. I received the glasses. I love them. And I have been wearing the glasses and I absolutely love them. It really helps. Yeah, you're so welcome. <laughs> uh, sleeping is so important because a lot of healing happens when we're sleeping on a mental level, physical level. Everything like it really regulates your whole body. It's very necessary that we that we sleep. It's something that I've been promoting for many years. And a few years ago, an incredible book came out, The Sleep Revolution. I'm sure you've mm -hmm. you've, you've heard of it, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, Arianna Huffington. And mm -hmm. so coma, you know, doctors induce coma so that we can get into the state of sleep because the body heals a lot faster mm -hmm. when you are sleeping. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting, you know, because sometimes you also hear this whole other thing of not some people that just don't want to sleep too much because they have too much to accomplish and to do. And I'm like, no, we're cutting ourselves short when we're not really allowing that full night of sleep. So, yeah, I love how you mentioned that the alcohol what it does to you, because I think many of us, you know, are not aware of that. And the other thing with the toxins and the alcohol is the inflammation. You know, most human beings are suffer from inflammation, and that is a huge cause for diseases such as heart disease and cancers. And I mean, a lot of us have chronic inflammation from alcohol, from foods. Yeah, inflammation is the causes uh, diabetes, obesity, cancer, poor sleep has been linked to diabetes, obesity, cancer. You know, even exposure to blue light from our computer screens and TV screens has been linked to macular degeneration. Kids who are staring into screens now and not sleeping well are getting poor grades at school. They're more irritable, they're more prone to personality disorders. I just think alcohol and blue light those two things, if we can just reduce or quit alcohol and we can block blue light, it's amazing how our whole life can change. Yeah, and I'm sure you are. You have experienced that even with, I mean, you have a community. I mean, you've seen a lot of people take you know, advantage of your programs, right? I mean, I've helped tens of thousands of people now quit alcohol through my program, which is named the 30-Day No Alcohol Challenge. And then I also have a program 
that specifically helps business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives quit alcohol for 90 days, and that's called Project 90. People email me, message me all the time. I had one woman thank me for saving her marriage because she quit alcohol. It reconnected her to her her husband, and they now have a much calmer, more present relationship. I had one gentleman lose 35 pounds. He's now more present with his children. Uh, I had a, a woman named Shakira in London who quit alcohol and she got a promotion in her workplace, which generated her an additional 15,000 pounds per year. I mean, these are some of the, the things mm-hmm. that happen when, when you quit alcohol. And then in relation to sleep, wow, if you don't sleep well, you are just miserable, aren't you? You feel miserable every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have low energy, which means you're not as productive, which means you're not as successful, which means you don't make as much money, which means you don't have as much freedom, which means you're not as happy, which means you seek refuge in more alcohol, which means you eat more food, which means you don't exercise as much, which means you lose confidence, which means you seek pleasures in temporary things like more alcohol and more food. And they're all intertwined. But if you can just sleep well, and you can reduce or quit alcohol, then you know you start to feel happier and happier. People make more money and have more freedom and live longer and just have generally better lives. <laughs> I love that. I was actually going to ask you for a challenge for our listeners. What do you, if you had to say, okay, somebody's listening to this and even you know this short period is already inspired. I want to try something, one of these things that they're mentioning. Would you say your 30-day or what would you recommend to do some kind of non-alcohol timing? You can go to 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com and you can join there. And what will happen is I'll send you a daily video every day for 30 days with a little tactic for you to remain alcohol-free that day. So I'll show you how to handle social situations where people are pressuring you to have a drink, what to say to friends who are saying, go on, just have one. Uh, I'll also give you some suggestions on some alcohol-free drinks that you can drink that are delicious and tasty. And you also go into a Facebook group there of people all over the world who are also quitting. So you've got a, a community of people who can support you and encourage you. And what I have found is that accountability is a huge factor in someone being able to succeed being alcohol-free or not. If you try to just white-knuckle it and do it yourself without doing it with other people, then you'll find it challenging because now you're relying on brute willpower and all the studies show that brute willpower is largely ineffective. Whereas if you do it in a community of like-minded people and you have that daily video coming into your inbox and you're in that Facebook group with other people who are encouraging you and supporting you and you do the 30-day no alcohol challenge with a friend, then you have someone holding you accountable and change becomes possible. So, yeah, I mean, if you're just wanting to get started, I'd go to 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com and try that. And then if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or, or a professional, I work with those types of people because I'm an entrepreneur and a business owner myself. And they have a, a very unique set of stresses and anxieties around marketing and sales and investing money in the business and taking on too many roles within the business. So I created a program specifically for that type of person, which is called Project 90. You know, that's a higher level type of of quitting alcohol. That's more of like a business mastermind while quitting drinking alcohol. And that can really help you as well. And that's at jameswanick.com slash project 90. Okay. Thank you for all that information. Uh, There's a lot for us to to get into with all that that you offer. You have a lot of really cool offerings. 
Thank you. So I know you said this is in your uh, 30 day, but I know this is a question that a lot of people have brought up to me. I'm a life coach as well. And this comes up a lot, especially, well, I, I was going to say I live in New Orleans now. You know, it's, the culture here is is such as a party culture, but it really could be anywhere. Any place I've lived, there's always that. One of the questions I get a lot is, well, if I'm doing this and I'm out, you know, a carnival or a party or a a jazz fest or a festival, how do I say no when everybody's like, hey, come have a drink, just one drink? How do you get out of that? Yeah, the way with which you respond is far more important than the words that you actually say. So if people see that you are confident and happy not drinking, then they will drop their insistence that you drink. If people see that you are upset or that you feel like you're depriving yourself of something fun by being alcohol-free, then they will continue to try to get you to drink. Mm -hmm. So let me me give you two scenarios here. Someone says to you, hey, can I get you a drink? Scenario one, oh, no, I can't. I'm not drinking at the moment. I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm taking a break. Uh Go on, just have one. It'll be fine. No, no, I can't. can't. I'm not drinking. Go on, you'll be fine. Just have one. Oh, okay, all right, I'll have a drink. Okay, now here's scenario two. Hey, let me get you a drink. Oh, no thanks, I don't drink actually, um, but I'll grab a soda water or, or ice or, or water ice and a piece of lime. What? What do you mean you don't drink? Yeah, no, I'm just taking a break for the moment actually. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, but watch me get drunk on this water tonight. <laughs> I'm going to dance on the tables. I'm going to go crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just going to have a water. And so the way that you say it is so much more important than what you actually say. Yes. And when, as soon as people see that you're lighthearted, that you're confident, that you don't care what they think about you not drinking, and you're also, most importantly, not judging them for drinking, then yes. everything just starts to relax. Then you can feel good. Then everything's, everyone's happy. Yeah, um, I think that yeah. that's really important to also, yes, to not judge people for their, them drinking or even making different life choices than yours because then it becomes an open and a free and high vibrational environment as opposed to something that's maybe negative or judgmental. That's right. The most important thing is no, never to judge someone for drinking and never to judge someone for not drinking, you know, and don't feel judged for not drinking. And if you take that attitude, then then people just drop it. And you can have, look, I've been alcohol-free for nine years. Nobody ever accuses me of being dull, that is for sure. I mean, I have so much fun at parties. I dance, I jump up and down, I engage people, I, I introduce people, I smile, I laugh. And when people see that, sometimes they even think you're drunk. You know, sometimes <laughs> they even think you're having drinks. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm alcohol-free. Yeah, that is funny. I have a a friend of mine. She is an actress in Hollywood as well. She lives there. And she, wherever she goes, she's just so passionate about water. She doesn't drink alcohol either. And so she loves water. And if we're at a dinner, you know, really nice restaurants or whatever, she'll always ask, what kind of water do you have? And and then when she gets that water, she's so excited about it. And she'll ask for a wine glass to pour her water in. or And it's just so fun. And like you said, she makes it so fun and so normal that nobody messes with her. You know, she just loves water. And she says, if somebody asks, oh, no, I just, I love water, you know, and it's awesome. But she loves having really fun glasses or if it's New Year's Eve, we'll cheer her with water in a champagne glass. So that kind of makes it really 
cool as well that you don't have to, like you said, be dull or boring. No, it can have as much fun as you want on alcohol-free and drugs-free. You know, you can just be you and have fun. Well, 100%. (laughs) I mean, I, I host parties with no alcohol. I go to parties without drinking alcohol. It's just I don't even think about it anymore. I just don't even think yeah. about it. And it's fun. Oh, in your parties that you host, like alcohol free, do you do a lot of mocktails or do you do like different drinks? No, I, for no, fun, I, don't, even, I don't even do mocktails. I just like, I have LaCroix, I've got soda water, I've got Pellegrino. I mean, the idea that you need to have to even create some kind of fancy drink. Just because you're not drinking alcohol, I find ridiculous as mm-hmm. well. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like just come and drink soda water and, and water and Pellegrino or a mm-hmm. little bit of flavored soda water. It's like you do that and you're fine. Well, this a whole idea that you have to create these fun drinks because you're not drinking alcohol. I mean, sure, it's fine, but like. Yeah, you read it, about it, that all the time, you know. I've, you don't I'll, have yeah. to. Yeah, I like that, uh, that concept a lot more. What is your favorite drink? water ice and a piece of lime <laughs> i mean it's beautiful it's you good. just like you squeeze a piece of lime you pour it into the glass of water you stir it around and it's just delicious it's refreshing it's tasty it's a no-brainer it's just amazing do you have morning rituals well when i wake up in the morning i wake up to a portable alarm i no longer wake up to the alarm in my phone and the reason i do that is because i don't want to put my hand on my phone first thing in the morning because if i do i'll go into my phone and start checking emails and sending text messages and looking at facebook and instagram so i set a rule for myself that i will not wake up to a phone alarm ever again what i do is is that i write 20 things that i'm grateful for every single morning in my daily journal before I am allowed to put my hand on my phone. So that way I complete 20 things I'm grateful for. My reticular activating system, otherwise known as my RAS, which is in my brain, kicks into gear, which means for the remainder of the deer, I'm now looking for evidence that there are things to be grateful for, which means if something seemingly bad happens to me, it doesn't really seem that bad after all. And now I'm looking at the trees going, wow, look at those trees. And I'm eating my food going, wow, isn't this food delicious? Or, oh, look, my mum phoned me. Isn't it great that I have a mum who still loves me? And I start thinking about all the things to be grateful for because I practice things that I'm grateful for. Because I practice every morning writing down 20 things that I'm grateful for each morning. Mm -hmm. And all the studies show that when you live in appreciation rather than expectation, we are happier human beings. So I like to also put my exercise clothes out at the end of my bed or on the floor the night before I go to sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, I see the clothes, I put the clothes on, and therefore I'm more likely to exercise that day. Mm-hmm. That's very smart. I like that a lot. I have another question for you. It's a slightly different, but since you have your hands on so many different things, for people who are starting to perhaps wanting to start having more freedom in their life, creating different businesses, creating new businesses, entrepreneurs. What do you uh, recommend for someone who's trying to get out of a nine-to-five job and is just kind of starting this sort of entrepreneur life? Is there any advice that you have or is there any tips, you know, in terms of like scheduling and how to get your things done and how to be really efficient in creating your most authentic life? 
Well, look, just to start off with, I like to create businesses that are health-related and that help people. So I'm not creating Coca-Cola anytime soon, right, which is full of sugar and not good for people. I'm not creating a snack food or processed foods with sugar and crap in it. I just don't believe in that kind of stuff. So I just like to create businesses that genuinely help people and help the world. And that keeps me motivated to want to keep developing products throughout my entrepreneurial journey. I like to be an online entrepreneur, so I like to be able to travel and move around and and be nomadic. I don't like to create businesses that are location dependent. I like location independence. So anyone who is just starting out who values freedom, I would say, you know, look into an online business. More and more people are buying products online now than ever before. And so that gives you the flexibility to really move around the world, live wherever you want and have a great business. Selling products on Amazon, I think, is a great first start because there's a built-in marketplace there where people are looking to buy things. And it's never been easier to set up and start selling products on Amazon as a marketplace where you can make money. And then I think, you know, we're so distracted in our lives that if you can just focus and put things on a calendar and just say, on this morning, I'm going to do this. And then this afternoon, I'm going to do this and really just focus to and adhere to that calendar. That's really going to keep you singular focus. The problem is, is that when we don't schedule things, we say, oh, I'll do that this week or I'll do that, that thing next week. Things like that tend to never get done because we don't have a very defined time slot to do it. But when we say we're going to do something, it's just an idea. But when we schedule it and we put it on the calendar, things just tend to get done. Yeah. I mean, you sound like you're a very disciplined person. Do you consider yourself disciplined? Well, only in as much as that I schedule things on my calendar and when mm-hmm. I, when it's there, I do it. So I guess you could say I'm disciplined. The hardest thing is actually just deciding what to do and when and putting it in the calendar. Doing it, if it's in the calendar, it's like it gets done. Like this, you and me talking right now and interviewing, I'm not sure how long this has been on the calendar. Yeah, over but I, a month. Okay, it's been on the calendar for over over a month. Mm-hmm. But to be frank with you, I didn't know that I was doing this interview until this morning when I looked at my calendar. My mm-hmm. calendar was there. It showed that I had this this interview at 2 p.m. local time. It said the Life on Earth podcast. I'm like, great, looked at the details, saw what we were talking about, familiarized myself with your podcast. And because it started at 2 o'clock, you know, it was there on the calendar and Mm -hmm. we started and it happened. It wasn't like I I forgot or I got misplaced. That's what the calendar says. So that's what I'm going to do. And here we are doing it. And that frees your mind from having to be thinking about the million things that you have to do because it's just something, as you just said, easy, you open your calendar and doing. I love this idea about there's so much information with the internet. There's so much information with the online stuff, with just everything in our world that it can get very scattered. It can get almost like uh, a sensory overload, like information overload. And I feel like with that comes a level of having lots of ideas. I see many people having lots of ideas, but having a hard time getting it from an idea to something that's very tangible to uh, manifesting it. And the way that you have described how you go through that process makes it a way that an idea will manifest itself. So, you know, by creating that kind of structure in your life, you can achieve more freedom. And not only that, you can actually get some of your ideas into life. 
the ones that are, I guess, the ones that you really want to see them come forth, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. I'm really into also methods like that that will allow people to actually do what they say they're going to do, which I need a lot of that in my life too, because I have a lot of different things going on. I work for myself. So, you know, I really have to create some kind of plan so that I can function, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So um, what what are you doing now? I mean, are you uh, staying in Los Angeles? Well, I'm in Los Angeles for the time mm-hmm. being, and I'm flying to Australia on Wednesday night just because I can for a few weeks. Australia is my native country, so I'm going back there for a, to work from there for a little bit. And then uh, I might go to Bali and Indonesia for a few weeks, and then I'm, I'm going back to Austin, Texas to speak at an event uh, named Paleo FX in Austin, Texas, and be speaking about the dangers of blue light and alcohol there at that conference. And, mm-hmm. and then I'll come back to Los Angeles, California, probably um, later on after that and spend a few more months here. And then who knows after that? Very cool. Very cool, James. Is there like any other something that you want to share with our community or some of any of your top stuff or, you know, advice or thoughts, maybe a book that you really want to share with us? I always love getting book recommendations. Yeah, a a great book is Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, and it really helps you to connect with people, have conversations on a deeper level. Uh, I also have a YouTube video that I recorded some years ago, um, which teaches you how to read a book a day. I I read a book a day, a speed read. So you can just YouTube my name, James Swanick, and how I read a book a day, and you'll find that. And then really, I mean, look, honestly, there's so many things that you can do to improve your life, but if you can reduce or quit alcohol, Block blue light with a pair of Swannies blue light blocking glasses at night and write down things that you're grateful for and live in appreciation rather than expectation. You'll, you'll see an exponential dramatic shift in your quality of life. No question. Take advantage of James' challenges and online offerings so that you guys can get a lot of support. I am going to check them out as well for myself. Do you also do... Um, private coaching on Zoom or Skype or anything like that, or you mostly do your physical appearances on workshops and retreats? So I do coaching around the, the non-drinking for entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives, and that's in the Project 90 program. So that's where I have a group of entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives who are wanting to quit alcohol, and we get on a weekly video conference call every week where we hold one another accountable and we help people take action in their life. And so I do the coaching in that capacity. I used to do the one-on-one coaching, but I've stopped doing that now, and most of it is, is in group coaching. And the group coaching, I find, is so much more effective for the participants because now they get the benefit of not just me being a coach, but also really like the nights of the round table. When you have other people who are listening and sharing what they've learned, you get the benefit of the group rather than just the benefit of one person. Mm -hmm. So if you would like to be coached by me in relation to quitting drinking or sleeping better or entrepreneurship or business, then I would say Project 90 is probably the best bet. And you can go to jameswanick.com slash Project 90. Or you can just like my Facebook page, James Swanick Official. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram as well, which is at James Swanick and send me a DM there. I'd be happy to get back to you. 
And then if you're looking to quit drinking for 30 days and do it more within an online community, you can go to 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com. And then if you're interested in sleeping better, uh, not so much the coaching from me, but just learning everything about a good night's sleep, you can go to swanwicksleep.com. Thank you. And I will definitely, for everyone listening, will include all of this on our show notes. We always have very extensive show notes, so you guys can rely on that. And if that's it, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate all that you're doing. It's very similar to some of the things that I'm doing and, you know, our goals. And that's what this podcast, Life on Earth, is all about, wellness and health and raising the vibration of the planet and each other and treating everyone with love, kindness, and respect. So I'm excited to have met you. Thank you so much, Sally, and thank you so much for all the good that you do in the world and for having me on your show. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.